Welcome back to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. I'm Randy Cook and our continuing conversation about the seven biggest mistakes people make before retirement. We've talked about social security. We've talked about risk management. And now we move to the next one on the list. So we're going to continue with our list today. And Sharice, this is probably one of the things people neglect. They don't know how to do it. They've saved real well. They got a 401k and everything's going well, but it doesn't end in a paycheck. And people will get into their retirement and they'll just start using money as they need it. And that's not really an income plan, is it? Income makes the world go round, number one. And we we leave our employer, we've had checks our whole entire life, and now you have this lump sum of money and you're your own pension manager and you got to make sure this money lasts forever. So we want to make sure that your assets are protected while you're collecting income at the same time. And there's a bunch of different ways that we can do this Mm -hmm. because you don't want a simple withdrawal strategy where you have a 60, 40 portfolio and you just take, I'm going to take 4% off the top. That's not a strategy. That's not a plan Mm -hmm. that that could be a devastating strategy for the future. It could be hazardous, just depending on what what happens with the economic cycle and what happens in the future with bonds and et cetera. And nobody has a crystal ball, but I want to talk about why it's very important to build in income checks in retirement and why we don't want to just pick off the mound of money we've saved. If you know, just like when when you're working, you know exactly what you need to do to pay rent or pay the mortgage and the car payment, how much it costs to feed the kids, and you, and you knew how to put food on the table, and you knew how much you had to save to go on that trip. The same thing applies in retirement. Nothing changes. We're not reinventing the wheel. You had a paycheck, and as long as you kept that job, you could do all those things that you needed to do and save. Now that you're in retirement, you still, you want to plan a couple of trips, maybe a couple more. You still got bills to pay, right? Some of you might be helping your adult kids or your grandkids through college, whatever it might be. And we want to make sure we can protect from the tax man. So we want to continue what you've done, your life story, the last 30 to 40 years collecting those paychecks. And in retirement, we want to keep collecting. I'm talking real paychecks, paychecks that do not stop. And for those people who don't have a pension, Here's one way that you can get a check. You can get a private pension. You can get these contractual guarantees. The government's been talking about it all over the place, talking about why it's important these 401ks build these into the 401k plans, which yet has um, gone over well yet because it's a new concept, but it's out there. It's something we actually have been doing for all these years on top of investment planning. So we want these paychecks built in and every couple of years we turn on another paycheck, right? And then a few years down the road, maybe we turn on another paycheck. So we're keeping up with inflation. We're keeping up with the tax bill. And if you don't need to turn on one of those switches uh, for a paycheck, then that asset just grows. So what? Maybe we overfunded income. It doesn't mean you have to take it. It's going to be left as a legacy or long-term care plan. But the one thing that I want people to know here, a common, common mistake is taking and following this 4% rule that's out there. Don't follow the 4% rule because your dad did it and grandpa did it and everybody else did it because yeah, they're doing it because it was created in the nineties the when the Dow Jones grew over a thousand percent for that 20 year period. But that's not happening right now. The Dow Jones isn't growing a thousand percent over the next 20 years, most likely. I mean, so if, if the 4% rule is created, then why are we still using that old school rule today? If you follow the 4% rule and you retired in 1999, 
and you stayed in that the stock market the way you were before, your million bucks would not be a million bucks. Your average return was 1.8%. And that's not every year. It's with the ups of the market and the downs of the market. It was 1.8, 1.8, 1.8, 1.8. That's not what I'm talking about. When you add it, divide it, and you come out in 2010, that was a lost decade. If you followed the 4% rule during that time when it was a real true average 1.8, it actually is a lot uglier than 1.8, believe it or not. And you didn't stop taking withdrawals. Oh my gosh, you're one of those people who are nearly out of money, right? And you know who I'm talking to out there. And so I want to share the wisdom with people out there that this is what I have seen come across my desk when people, you know, were lost in retirement and thought they had it all figured out. And then now they're 1.5 million is down to 400,000 15 years later. That's not where you want to be. That's not a stress for your retirement. And this is why we're spelling out common, the seven common mistakes in retirement, because these are a thousand percent the most critical mistakes that we see come across our table every day. So that 4% rule, there are some rules we can follow, some neat rules. Some years it's going to be, you know, 3%. Some years, depending on how we invest your money, maybe it's 6%, but we can't just stay focused and narrow-minded on this 4% rule because it, it could crush your retirement. So let's see how, if it could, depending on what you saved and what your inventory and liabilities are, I think that's going to be a big part of it. Um, because there's different ways to get different income sources in retirement. That private pension, we get checks all the time. You can have cash rents from really neat real estate investments. You can have the structures out there. We have structured notes. You can have an interest-bearing account. You can have a dividend account. I mean, I'm telling you, there's easy five ways to get paychecks in retirement. Yeah, the one, the only ones that most of us know about is I'm going to get a Social Security check. Right. Uh, maybe I'm going to get a pension check if you're lucky. That's great. But other than that, then it's I'll just peel money off the top, and that's going to be what I live on. That'll be my income. That's not an income plan, and that is one of the traps that people fall into when they are getting ready for retirement, not addressing that they're going to need paychecks in retirement. You need to replace that paycheck that you're getting right now. So we're going through this list of mistakes that people make before they go into retirement. We've talked about social security. We've talked about your risk level, being too aggressive, being too conservative, being overexposed to a certain part of the stock market or one particular stock and not having an income plan, not knowing where the paycheck is coming from. And as we continue to go through the list here, here's one that so many people neglect because it is in many cases over our head and that is not having a plan for taxes because taxes, Sharice, as we go into retirement are going to really change for us. Right now, it's just what they take out of our check or we have to write a check in April, but capital gains taxes, RMD taxes, all these different things, it's all different in retirement. It is absolutely different. I feel like it's almost uh, the retirees getting double tax, believe it or not, on how the IRAs are taxed once you take Social Security and you have to worry about the Social Security provisional income formula. Things are taxed a little differently. And if, if you missed the first half of the show, make sure you go to our podcast because it really dials into that provisional income formula because some hazards you need to be aware of. Taxes literally can be the largest expense in retirement, Randy, and I've seen it happen many times. And this is why we're pushing hard on people and let's get that tax management strategy right because if you, you, you have different kinds of monies out there, right? You've all saved a little bit differently. Some people saved and maybe they got cash from a job and they just threw it in a brokerage account. And so those dollars are taxed based on capital gains, which typically can be a lot lower than your ordinary income rates, right? Tax return. 
Now, that, that's a capital gains. But what if you saved in a 401k or an IRA? Well, that's tax based on your marginal income bracket, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's a lot higher than capital gains. Not always, but for a lot of people that we sit with, that is totally the case. And then you have your real estate income. If you have real estate, then that's taxed a little bit different because you get some depreciation. There's a lot of value there. And then you have your Roth IRA, which is zero taxed, right? You, you pull money out to live on it and you don't pay any taxes because you already did it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so let's focus mainly today on just a couple. Let's talk about when you take your RMDs, your required minimum distributions from your IRA. So if you're retired or getting ready to retire and your plan is not to take any money from your retirement accounts because maybe you have cash savings or that brokerage account or something else, What's going to happen is eventually when you're 73, you're going to be forced to pull money out of these IRAs. And if you haven't planned prior, this could very well up your tax bill four to eight grand extra. Wow. Especially if you haven't started taking Social Security. So you kind of get this double whammy when you're collecting Social Security at age 70. Say you delay to 70. Now you have to take your RMD at 73. It is going to be an absolute shaker for you. You're going to be astonished about how painful this tax bill can be. And that's why we empower people to maybe roll some of their IRAs now if they're not going to take it and roll it to a Roth so you don't get hit with this big whammy tax down the road when you're 70 and 75 and 80. You know, if you live a long life, it is crippling to a portfolio because the older you get, guess what? You're not becoming riskier in your, your portfolio. You're actually becoming more conservative. So now you have to deal with a big tax man hitting you upside the head because of the provisional income formula, Social Security, and your capital gains and your RMD taxes. And now you're being more conservative, so you're going to make less money. So I get that, and we know that's going to happen. So let's create a plan to either contribute to a Roth or slowly start rolling IRAs to a Roth. Um, because it's just not you today, the retiree today. It, w- we want to save you in taxes while you're alive over the next 30 to 40 years in retirement. But what about the next phase of the people who are still living after one spouse has passed? So one spouse passes, Randy. Now we have to worry about a widow and widower's tax penalty. I mean, when somebody passes, taxes almost double for the surviving spouse in the house. And most people don't know that. And it's not addressed enough when you're sitting with advisors, because if they're going to get less Social Security, because one Social Security drops and all of a sudden taxes double, where's the extra cash flow coming from? And you're grieving your spouse. And and Uncle Sam says it sends you a note and basically says, "Okay, I'm taking half of your Social Security way and I'm putting you at the head of the household. So now you're in a higher tax bracket. Thank you very much, Uncle Sam. It's a saddest thing. It's the saddest state that I've ever seen. It truly is. And then let's say the second spouse passes. Now you have the kiddos penalty. And you're leaving your your kids all this money in these IRAs and retirement accounts. And they now, the new law is they have to cash it out over 10 years. They can't even take a little bit off the top for the next 30 years of their retirement and pass it on to the next generation. They literally have to cash these puppies out over 10 years Mm -hmm. while they're probably at the highest income earning levels that they could be in. And then the tax man gets, you know, 40 to 50 percent taxes back on all this. I mean, it is it is a corrupt system we live in. And I'm not going to be angry on radio, but it's really disgusting. And I really hate the system, but I have no control of the system. Randy, nobody else out there has control of it. But what you do have control of is the knowledge 
that we're empowering you with. Mm -hmm. And now all you have to do is take action and come in and learn about this stuff because it's critical, not just for you, but for your spouse and in your kids. If you want all the money that you work so stinking hard for to go to who it's supposed to go to and not back to Uncle Sam after all these years of paying these crappy taxes, right? Yeah. So let's do the math. Let's really dig in and see should you roll monies from an IRA to Roth? Does it even make sense? Because there actually is a math equation to see if you should or shouldn't, believe it or not. You're listening to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast. If you want to find out more or sit down with Sharice to talk about your retirement, give us a look at our website, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. In our next podcast, we'll finish off our top seven with a discussion about Medicare, healthcare, long-term care, and estate planning. Please join us. Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.